All right, Matthew chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought tonight. I want to minister on Jesus only. Jesus only. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. And let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Father, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for your grace. Thank you, dear Lord, for your glory and your power, dear Lord, that is manifested, O oh God, in our presence, O oh Lord. We love you tonight, sweet Jesus. You alone are holy and you alone are righteous. And we lift you up, dear God. Have your way in this place. Let your word, dear God, continue to work on our hearts. Continue to draw us closer to you, dear Lord. Dear God, we stand in need of you tonight, dear Lord. Pour out your spirit in this house, dear Lord. Show yourself strong and mighty, dear Lord. And we will have a made-up mind, dear Lord, that we will look to you and you alone. Dear God, that we will give you and you alone the glory and all of the praise that you are worthy of. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. Jesus only. You'll find out that as we begin to read throughout the word of God, that when you read the word of God and you begin to take notice of what the scriptures is pouring out and pulling out different elements. It's amazing um, what you see. And I'm going to tell you tonight that I am excited about Jesus. And I'm excited about what he is doing. I'm excited about how he is drawing and how his word continues to work on the hearts of men and women. I'm going to tell you, there's nobody like him tonight. And if there's anyone that can turn things around for our good and help us to realize that brighter days are on the horizon, I'm telling you that Jesus can. And the Bible tells us here that after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and he brings them into a high mountain apart. That word apart stands out to me because that means that he took them, amen, from everybody else, from all of the rest of the other disciples and everybody that was surrounding. And he took them, amen, up to a high mountain. And that on the top of that mountain that they experienced something that they probably wouldn't have experienced if they would have remained on that same level that everybody else was on. I'm going to tell you tonight that it is important that I allow Jesus to take me where he wants to. It's important that I put my hand in the hand of the Almighty God and say, lead me, Jesus. Because you're going to find out that before Jesus can ever reveal things to us and before he can ever show us his glory, and his power, that he is going to have to pull us away from the noise and from the crowd 
and from the rest of our surroundings. And you'll find out that oftentimes that is what causes people to miss out on what God wants to do in their life and where he wants to take them because they are not willing, amen, to be taken away from everything else that may be a distraction and that may be a hindrance to them experiencing the power and the glory of the Almighty God. But tonight on a Tuesday night, I don't know about anybody else, but I want to experience his glory like never before. I want to experience everything that Jesus has in store for me. Amen. Because I believe what his word says. I believe that he has good things in store. I believe that his thoughts towards us are not thoughts of evil, but they are good thoughts. I believe that he has plans to prosper us. I believe he has plans to move and work in our lives like never before. But I got to have a made up mind that I want Jesus more than anything else. Amen. That I want Jesus more than I want family. Amen. I want the will of God to be performed in my life. Anybody want to be in God's will? Anybody got a made up mind? God, whatever you got to pull me away from, I'm willing to go if I'm going to experience your power and in your glory. Can I tell you tonight that Jesus, amen, is still in the miracle working business. I believe that Jesus is still in the business of opening up the blinded eyes and stopping the deaf ears. I believe that Jesus is still in the business of saving and delivering and washing away every last one of our sins as far as the east is from the west. He is still pouring out the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe on a Tuesday night, amen, that Jesus wants to pour out his spirit like never before. And I just come to lift up my hands and lift up my voice and say, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you want to do, here I am, Lord. We want your glory, amen. We want to experience your power. So I put my hand in your hand, Lord, and I need you to lead me and I need you to guide me and direct my path. Sometimes, if we don't allow God to take us higher, then we will never experience what God can do in our life. That sometimes when I'm on a level that all I can do is see how bad things are and see my problems and see whatever and hear what everybody else is saying, sometimes that my faith begins to be a little weak. And sometimes I begin to be a little bit shaken. Because all I can see is what is in front of me. All I can focus on is what I'm hearing and what the crowd is saying and what everybody else is saying. But sometimes I need to allow God to take me to an elevated place, amen, where I can see that God is bigger, amen, than any problem. And I can see that God is greater than any situation that I would face in this life. I'm going to tell you tonight, we believe in Jesus, amen. And I believe that Jesus' eye is on us tonight. I believe that Jesus knows everything that we're going through, everything that we're facing, and everything that we're up against. And I've come on a Tuesday night, amen. I've come to let Jesus take me a little bit higher, amen, where I can be reminded that God is still in control, where I can be reminded that there is no situation impossible for our God, amen, but that with my God all things are possible and that at the mention of his name, things will begin to turn around for my good. Can I tell you, if you believe that tonight, you ought to shout that name, amen, and watch God turn it around for your good. Watch God work it out on your behalf. Come on, anybody come to elevate, amen, and allow God to take you higher tonight where you can rise above some things, amen. What did the writer say? He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as an eagle. Anybody come to rise up tonight, amen? Anybody come to rise above everything that's going on where you can see God is in control, amen? And that God is my way maker and that God is my provider. 
I got to allow God to take me higher. I got to allow God to lead me along the way. And it's going to require God pulling me and taking me away from some people. Pulling me away from family. Where I can see, amen, that God is more important. And that Jesus is real. And that his word is strong and is mighty and is powerful. Can I remind you, this ain't no weak word tonight, amen? And I'm not saying that because I have the microphone. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about this word I'm talking about, amen? I'm talking about the word of God that is sharper than a two-edged sword. The word of God that is quick and is powerful. I want you to know tonight that no devil can stand up against the word of God. Amen. That when God's word goes forth, the devil has to back up. The devil has to flee. The devil has to run. Somebody need to let the devil know tonight. Amen. We got a strong word tonight. Amen. We got a more sure word of prophecy tonight. Amen. And that if it came out of his mouth, then our God is going to do it. And you can stand on that. You can rest the sure on that, that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away, uh, that God's word will stand the test of time. And so he took them apart and he led them up higher. And the Bible says that when they got on top of that mountain, that they saw Jesus transfigured. They saw him in his glory. And as he was there in that Light was so bright that there stood with him Moses and Elijah. And you'll find out that as you read in subject matter with other accounts, you'll find out that they were discussing his passion. They were discussing the fact that he was going to go to the cross and that he was going to be the sacrifice for humanity and the sins of humanity. And while they are up there on top of that mountain discussing this that Peter sees this amen and when you read in subject matter you'll find out that the Bible says he didn't know what to say amen and that he just said it because out of fear he didn't really know what to say he just knew what he was seeing was not like anything else and so he saw them and the first thing that came out of his mouth, he said, it is good for us to be here. Can I tell you something? That whenever you experience God's glory and experience God's power, you need to understand that it is good for me to be here. Amen. That there is no other place that I should be right now than in the presence of the almighty God. Anybody believe that it is good for you to be here on a Tuesday night despite what everybody else is doing and despite how they're living? You know, amen, it's good for me to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If I'm going to experience God's glory, if I'm going to experience God's power, I'm not going to experience at the ball game. I'm not going to experience at the ballroom. I'm not going to experience it in the club, but I'm going to experience the power of the almighty God in the house of the Lord when we begin to lift up that name that is greater than any other name. Come on, somebody. Don't look down on church as it is a drag. Look at it as it's the greatest thing that I could ever be a part of. This is the best place and the best thing going tonight. It's good for me to be here. It's good for me to be in God's presence to experience God's power. I'm going to tell you something. There has never been a moment that I've been in the house of the Lord and in the presence of God and God's glory has been revealed that I regretted the fact that I came to church. I always leave, and I always leave thanking God that I was here, amen, and that I experienced it, amen, for myself, amen. 
I promise you, when you see blind eyes open, amen, you ain't shaking your head wishing you were somewhere else. You are glad that you are in the house of the Lord. I don't know about anybody else, but the day God filled me with the Holy Ghost, I couldn't think about nothing else, amen. I walked away with my hands lifted and with my voice raised, thanking God, amen, that he allowed me to come in the building, amen, and that he was so gracious and so kind and so loving. I'm going to tell you tonight, we got a good thing tonight. We got a good doctrine tonight. This is good word tonight. God is good. And his house is good. The Bible says he makes us to sit in heavenly places. Heavenly places. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible talks about this experience that we have with the Holy Ghost and the Word of God in the house of the Lord. And it begins to tell us and talk to us about the fact that we are not partaking of just uh, natural things or something that is really um, not that important. But it lets us know that we are tasting of heavenly things to come. That this is not the full deal, but it's just a piece of it. That when you experience the power of God and the Holy Ghost, amen, and when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, I don't know, does anybody know what the Holy Ghost feels like? You know what it feels like when the Holy Ghost comes upon you? Well, understand that that's not just some ordinary thing, amen? Understand that we are having just a simple little taste of what heaven is going to be like, amen? That we're just getting a little glimpse of what it's going to be like when we get to heaven, amen? That power and that jolt of electricity that you feel, amen? That what comes down from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, and you are you know that God is in the house. Can I tell you that ain't some ordinary thing? That ain't a little thing? That ain't something for me to trample on? I need to realize that I'm brushing shoulders with eternity, and I need to recognize that God is in the house, and I don't know about anybody else, but I want to keep feeling that, amen? I want the power of the Holy Ghost. I wanted to flood my heart. I wanted to saturate me. I wanted to fill me. And I believe on a Tuesday night God wants to do it. Amen. I believe God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe God wants to renew somebody tonight. Anybody came with a made up mind, I want the Holy Ghost. I want God to fill me. I want God to saturate me. I want God to change my life for the good good for them to be there, Peter said. And as he was there on top of that mountain, he kind of, not knowing what to say, he began to talk about how that, know what we should do? I got, I got an idea. That's why it's good you need to run ideas through the Lord, amen? Because every idea that seems to be good is not always what God wants. Um, and he said, you know what we should do? We should make three tabernacles. One for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And the Bible says when he said that, Elijah disappeared, Moses disappeared, and there stood alone was Jesus. And that a voice from heaven said that this is my beloved son. Hear him, amen. And so there alone stood only Jesus. And I'm going to let it be known tonight, amen, that Jesus only, amen, can solve our problems. And that Jesus only can save my soul. And that Jesus only, amen, can heal my body, amen. I'm going to tell you tonight that I believe in Jesus, amen. And I am an advocate that we need as much as Jesus as we possibly can. And we need to talk about him as much as we can. And we need to glorify him and exalt him 
and magnify him and recognize that Jesus only deserves to be glorified and deserve to be praised. He alone, amen, deserves to be bowed down before. He alone is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I got to have a made up mind that I want him above everything else, amen. I don't want just want him on Sundays. I don't just want him on Tuesday nights. But I want him 365 days of the year. I need Jesus, amen, working in my life. I need Jesus working in my family's life. I need Jesus, amen, working in my church. We need him. Him and him alone is going to bring us through problems that we're facing. Things that we're up against. And I believe that Jesus wants us to hear this. I believe he wants us to talk about the fact that he is our only way of escape. That he, if I'm going to make it into heaven, it's going to only be through him. It's not going to be by my own good works. It's not going to be by my own good deeds. I'm going to tell you, friend, I can't make enough chocolate chip cookies to get into the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you, I can't help enough old ladies across the street, amen, to stand in favor with God, amen. And you'll find out that people try to get into the kingdom of God by these things, amen. Well, let's feed this amount of people, amen. And there is nothing wrong with that. But I understand that is not going to make me any closer to God, amen. But what's going to make me closer to God is whether I repented of my sins and went down in the wonderful name of Jesus and came to an altar and submitted to God's will and allowed God to fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let me remind you what he said our righteous is like. It's nothing more than filthy rags. Come on, somebody. I need to take off the filthy rags. I need to let Jesus clean me and recognize that I'm only going to be saved through Jesus. That any other way, I'm a thief. I'm a robber, amen, in the eyes of the Almighty God. But I want you to know, I want to introduce you to the door tonight, amen, and his name is Jesus. Why don't you come through him, amen? Why don't you go through him in water baptism, amen? Why don't you allow him to fill you with his spirit, amen, so your name can be written down in the the Lamb's book of life and you'll be on your way to heaven. Come on somebody. Come through Jesus. Trust in Jesus and him alone. Him alone. We need him. I got to see him and him alone. Isaiah had an experience. In Isaiah chapter 6. I got to recognize that he and he alone is exalted and high and lifted up. I know that we have rulers in our country, and I know we have over governments and, and such things. And the Bible tells us that we ought to pray for them. And I'm going to tell you something. They need the church's prayers. Amen. They really do. And I'm going to tell you something. When it comes down to them, that's all I'm doing is praying for them. Amen. I'm doing what God's word says, but I'm not putting my trust in them. Amen. I'm not putting my hopes in them. I'm not putting my confidence, amen, in them. My confidence is in Jesus tonight, amen. My hope is in Jesus. My expectation is in Jesus. I'm expecting Jesus to turn some things around. I'm expecting him to turn the tables. I'm expecting him to work some things out for my good. I'm sorry, amen. I don't have nothing against him, but I'm not trusting in Trump tonight. I'm not praying to him tonight. I'm not looking to him tonight, amen, but I'm looking to the, my maker and my creator, amen, I'm looking to the author and the finisher of my faith, and his name is Jesus, and I want you to know that he is high and he is lifted up, amen it is train, it fills the temple, you want to know what that train represents, it represents the fact that he's never lost a battle, he's never lost a fight, he is the victorious king, he is the undefeated king and he will remain undefeated you hear what I say put your hands
hands in the hand of the one that can heal you, the one that can keep you, the one that can provide every need for you. You can be seated tonight. Isaiah, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, in the year that King Uzziah died, many believe that Uzziah had a prominent role in Isaiah's life, in Isaiah's ministry, and that it was in the year that he died that he was removed out of the way that Isaiah saw the glory of God. He saw God's glory come in and fill the temple. And he saw that as the place began to shake and smoke filled the temple, he saw and heard those cherubims begin to cry, holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And that at that point and at that time when Isaiah saw that, that Isaiah, now listen, up to this point, Isaiah was calling out everybody's wrongs. Isaiah was saying, woe to this one, woe to that one, woe to this nation. He was calling out everybody and rightfully so God had told him to do so. But in Isaiah chapter 6, amen, he wasn't saying woe to, at this person. And woe that nation. But he said, woe is me. He said, for I am undone. That I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. I'm going to tell you something. That when you get into God's glory, you begin to see yourself, amen, for where, the way you really are, amen. And when you really experience God's glory and power, you recognize that you are nothing and that he is everything and that it brings you to your knees and you recognize that I'm in need of his mercy, that I'm nothing but dust from this ground and that God is the almighty and that he is in control. Can I tell you tonight, I got to recognize that without God, I'm nothing, amen, that I need him, amen. I need his power, amen. I need his mercy. I stand in need of his grace. I haven't gotten everything figured out, amen. I still need Jesus. Anybody still need him tonight? Anybody still in need of his mercy, his love, and his compassion, and his loving kindness? Still need him. Isaiah saw him high and lifted up. It is to believe that when he saw him high and lifted up, wasn't just talking about him being exalted, but it was talking about him on that cross being lifted up. For he said out of his own mouth, if I be lifted from the earth, up from the earth, that I'll draw all men unto me. And he, wasn't, he was talking about more than us just uh, worshiping and, and lifting him up and magnifying him in praise and song. But he was talking about the fact that he was going to be crucified. And he was going to be lifted up from the earth. Isaiah saw that. And not only did he saw, see that, but he saw that he was the victorious king. And that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so they experienced God's glory and they experienced God's power. And Peter, not knowing what to do, just begin to say anything, amen. But he was corrected, amen, that the only one, amen, that you need to hear, the only one that you need to be paying attention to, the only one that you need to be looking at is Jesus Christ, amen. I'm going to tell you, I don't have my ears tuned to too many things tonight, amen. But I'm telling you what I do have my ear tuned to, and that is the voice of the Almighty God, amen. I want to know what Jesus is saying, amen, to me in this season, amen. I want to know what Jesus is trying to do in my life. I want to know where Jesus is trying to take me, amen. I know what the world is trying to drag me to. I know what the devil is trying to drag me to, but I 
got news for the world and the devil, amen. I'm not interested tonight and never will I be, amen. I'm sold out, amen. I got my chips all in, amen, tonight. I believe that Jesus is my way maker. I believe that Jesus is my answer. I believe Jesus is the ladder that is going to get me up out of here, amen. I believe he is my ticket out of this world. I believe that he is my way of seeing heaven. He is. He is my only way up out of here. Only way. I'm not getting up out of here without him and without his spirit. And so when we talk about receiving the Holy Ghost, it's important that we receive the Holy Ghost because the Bible tells us without his spirit, we're none of his. And I'm going to tell you tonight that when he cracks that sky, and when the dead in Christ rise first, and us that remain on this earth is caught up, can I tell you, I want to be a part of that number, amen? But it's going to be important that I have his spirit and that I'm full of that spirit, amen? Because without it, I cannot leave here. Can I tell you, friend, I got to take advantage of the opportunity while I have it, while I have a chance to come and lift up my hands and lift up my voice and allow God to fill me with the Holy Ghost. I got to take advantage of it because time is winding down. Jesus is soon to come back for his church and I want to be a part of that number I don't just want to sing that song but I want to be a part of that number you hear I want to be a part of that roll call that goes up to meet him in the air come on I'm trying to encourage you tonight keep on hanging in there hold on to his unchanging hand keep your hand lifted keep your voice raised Jesus is on his way back I said Jesus is on his way back to take his church up out of here. And I'm looking to him and him only. My eyes are on him and him alone. You'll find out that in the book of Hebrews, the writer tells us and gives us some good instruction tells us what we should be looking to and who we should be looking to. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, it says, Wherefore sin we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen, that's not... Talking about there's two gods, that, play, that right hand, the throne of God is talking about that place of power and authority. That Jesus and Jesus alone sits in that place. Amen. He alone sits in the place of power and authority. And so the writer is telling us that we, in running this race, that we must run it with patience. And that there are some things in running this race, if we're going to run this race well, there's some stuff we got to lay aside. There's some things we got to let go. There's some baggage that we got to let go, amen, lest it weigh us down and lest it causes us not to run at the pace that we should. And the Bible says that when we're doing, while we're running and we're running with patience, that we're not just running, amen, but we're looking to someone, amen. Our eyes are on someone, amen. I'm going to tell you, what will keep me from running, amen, from running this race, this world, if my eyes are, is on this world and what is going on around me, amen, I'm not going to run well. I'm going to get discouraged, amen. 
I'm going to get a little weary in well-doing. I'm going to want to let go and let down. That's why at some point I got to lift my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Anybody know where your help is coming from tonight? Anybody know where your strength is coming from tonight? I want you to know, amen, that he will gird us with strength for the battle, amen. I know this life is a battle, it's a fight, it's a war zone, but I believe that God is able to give me the strength that I have need to survive every attack from hell in every onslaught from the devil. I believe that God will give me the strength that I need where I will not give in, where I will not fall apart, but that I will remain rooted and grounded and look at this world and let this world know that I'm not selling out. I'm not giving up. I'm not letting down. My hands is still lifted. My head is still lifted. My voice is still raised and I'm going to praise my way through it. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus Christ and I'm going to keep a praise up on my lips. Anybody come to praise God despite everything else, amen, despite what is going on in our world. You can be seated. And so, Jesus only is going to see us through. Jesus only. You'll find out that in the book of John that he begins to start talking to them and he begins to tell them how that he is the bread of life. And You'll find out that all throughout the book of John that he begins to Talk about how that I am the vine and I am the bread that has come down from heaven. He begins to tell them that I am the living water. All of these I am, amen. He's talking about the fact that he is God, amen. That I am is the same I am that he responded to Moses with when Moses said, listen, when I go and tell the people that the God of your fathers have sent me to, to deliver you, to bring you out, that who do I say sent me? And God said to Moses out of that burning bush, he said, I am that I am sent you. And so here Jesus is in the book of John. You find all of the I ams. And he is making it very clear. And John wanted us to know that Jesus is God. And that in John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1, this is what he tells them. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what, thi what things they were, which, what things they were, which spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. So he's trying to make it very clear to them, amen. They didn't understand what he was speaking of. And so he just makes it very clear. I am the door, amen, to the sheepfold. Can I tell you, if I'm going to get into the fold, amen, I got to go through the door, amen. Got to come through the door. And I'm not talking about a regular door. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. He is the door into the sheepfold. He said, all that ever came before, before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. Aren't you so glad that you didn't hear the voice of liars? 
thieves, robbers that are only out to hurt and that are only out to destroy. Aren't you glad that you got to a point where you recognize the voice of the shepherd? He says, listen, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. And so Jesus is making it very clear. If we come through him, there ain't a maybe they're not an if. There's not possibilities. It's a will. We will be saved. Amen. Which lets me know that without him, I can't be saved. Amen. Because he's the only one that is doing the saving. Amen. Can I tell you tonight that ought to motivate me and that ought to encourage me to have a made up mind. I'm done listening to liars. I'm done listening to thieves. I'm done listening to jokers that don't know what they're talking about. But Jesus is the door. Amen. And Jesus is the only one that's going to save me. I hate to do it. But I gotta do it. Creflo ain't gonna save you. Joel Osteen ain't gonna save you. Nobody else is gonna save you. Jesus will save you, friend. Jesus will ensure that you make it in. I don't have to guess. I don't have to question it. Well, you don't know if you're saved or not. Yes, I do. I went through Jesus. Amen. I went through the water in Jesus' name. I know that I'm saved. I know that my name's written there in the last book of life. Well, you know nothing ain't a guarantee. Yeah, if you ain't got Jesus. Yeah, if you didn't go through Jesus, you better believe it's up in the air. You better believe it's questionable. Yeah, it is. But I got an encouraging word tonight, amen, that when the devil comes along and tries to cause you to second guess and cause you to doubt your salvation, you need to rub it in his face, amen, and you need to call out that name that he trembles at, you need to call on that name that has defeated him and will be to continue to defeat him, you gotta remind him, matter of fact, you're not gonna be defeated, you're already defeated, friend, your place, your destination is in the lake of fire, you only got a short time and God's going to bind you up and cast you into the lake of fire. You need to remind him I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to the place where you forfeited or the place you got kicked out of. You ought to remind him that I'm on my way up and you're on your way down. And so we talk a lot about Jesus. We talk a lot about him. And he's worthy of being talked about. Because listen, friend, no other way, no other way, no other name can save us. And I, I just want to glorify the name of Jesus tonight. Is that all right? I just want to magnify that name. Acts chapter 3. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Now, a notable miracle has taken place. Notable miracle has taken place. Read about it. But this poor man, this beggar, who was lame from his birth, from birth, is sitting at the gate called Beautiful. And what he did oftentimes, day after day, is that he begged for alms. He sat there and he begged for money. And the Bible says that Peter and John were on their way into the temple. It was the hour of prayer. They was going to pray, amen? Listen, you don't know, listen, what God has in store when you have a made-up mind that I'm going to pray, amen? You don't know what God has waiting for you, but right there that man was waiting for them as they entered in, and the Bible says that he stuck out his hands, he looked onto them expecting something from them. And Peter already knew what he wanted. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Amen. But listen, he didn't just leave him there. Amen. 
he gave him what he had. And can I tell you, we may not have much, friend. We may not have uh, all the things that this world has to offer. We may not have a lot to offer people. But I'll tell you what we do have to offer people. And we know it works. Amen. We know that Jesus works. huh? You ought to offer people what you have. Don't leave them there just sitting. No, I ain't got no money. No, I ain't got this to give you. But let me tell you who I can give to you that'll turn your life around that'll pick you up and place you on a solid ground we ought to give them Jesus and that's what Peter did he said such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk so here's that name being evoked again the name of Jesus You'll find out that all throughout Scripture, the New Testament church, they use that name oftentimes and miraculous things took place when that name was called upon. And so you'll find out that when that man got up, the Bible says that and he took him by the hand, right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones Received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping and praising God. Can I tell you something, friend? You want to get people's uh, attention? Let them know that you, listen, once was down and out. Once busted and disgusted. Once had a frown on your face, looked like you were sucking on lemons all day long, amen. But when they see you the next time, you got a smile on your face, you got some stuff going on for you, and they want to know what has happened to you. You know, people get used to you being down and out, amen. And they they get used to seeing you that way, amen. But when God turns things around, I need to lift up my voice, and I need to let it be known. Something great has happened in my life. You don't see that man casually walking into the temple, amen. The Bible says he went walking, but his walk turned into a leap. And then the Bible says he didn't keep his mouth closed. He opened up his mouth and he began to praise God. And you'll find out it got the people's attention, amen. Somebody ought to praise God for his wonderful works in your life. Somebody ought to praise Jesus for what he has done, amen. How he has turned it around for your good. He went walking, but his walk turned into a leap. And he didn't keep his mouth closed. You hear what I'm saying? Enough of this sophisticated praise. You ought to open up your mouth. You ought to lift up your voice. If God has ever done anything for you, don't be cute with it. Don't be sophisticated with it. Come on. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. And let it be known of what God has done in your life. Let that thing be known. Let it be heard from the mountaintop. Come on, people out in the streets need to hear it. People driving by need to hear it. Your neighbors need to hear it. Your co-workers need to hear it. You can be seated. I'm almost done. I don't want to keep us too long. The Bible says... And all the people saw him walking and praising. And they knew that it was him which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran to gather unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wandering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye ye so earnestly on us? 
as though by our own power of holiness we had made this man to walk. And so they were looking at them as if they were the reason for this man being healed. And Peter made it very clearly, amen, don't look at us. Don't give us credit about this, amen. I'm going to tell you something. People need to stop taking credit for what God has done, amen. Stop trying to rob God of his credit, amen. Come on, we can't heal people. We can't fill people with the Holy Ghost. We can't open up blinded eyes. We can't wash away people's sins. But there's one that can, amen. Stop trying to rob God of the glory and give the glory to the one that is worthy of it all, amen. I'm not God. There's only one God, amen. And his name is Jesus, amen. He's the one that is going to do the work. He's the one that is going to turn your life around. He's the one that is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'm nothing more than a man. I can't fix my own problems. I need God to fix them. Peter said, listen, we haven't done this. It's not through us. We're not the reason why this man. Listen, we ain't got enough power and we ain't that holy. It's not us. It's not that is real. It's not by our power or by our own holiness. And so the Bible says that as he is talking to them, he said to them, verse 13, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted unto you. It's amazing what people are choosing over Jesus. It's amazing the fact that people are choosing a murderer over Jesus. Amen. They're choosing, they're doing it today. Amen. Because Pilate wanted to let Jesus go. Amen. Do you know that there's a great possibility? That people, the very people that when Jesus came in, ran in on that donkey, amen, and that they took their garments and threw it on the ground, and they begin to cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. That word translate means save us. Do you know that there's a great possibility that the same people, amen, that were praising him and that were crying out to him were the very same people that eventually cried out, crucify him? Because the Bible says that the religious leaders that had it out for Jesus, they moved throughout the crowd of the people, amen, and they moved on the people of that spirit that was on them, moved on the people and caused the people to cry out, crucify him. And they chose a murderer. They said, let go Barabbas. They knew he was a murderer. He, they said, let him go that he may continue to do what he is doing, amen. And I'm going to tell you that tonight, amen. People are choosing a murderer over Jesus Christ. You know why? Because they're choosing the work of the wicked one. They're choosing to do what he wants them to do and be involved with what he wants them to be involved in. Because Jesus said he was a murderer from the very beginning. Amen. He ain't nothing but a thief. He ain't do nothing but come to steal, kill, and destroy. But somebody got to have a made up mind. I don't want that murderer. I don't want the devil. I don't want nothing that he is offering. I want Jesus, amen. I want everything that Jesus has for me. And they chose a murderer over the holy one, over the just one. Verse 15, and killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Listen. In his name, through faith, in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see. Know ye the faith which is, which is thy him, hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And so he, they let him know that it was through Jesus and through that name, 
Acts chapter 4. By this point in Acts chapter 4, now they are standing before the religious leaders. And the religious leaders want to know, amen, how this has happened to this lame man. Acts chapter 4 and beginning at verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, Doth this man stand here before you whole? This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm going to tell you something. Ain't no other name going to save us. Amen. No other name that is going to cause our name to be written down in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible tells us at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. That means things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. They're all going to bow to the name of Jesus one day. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, I've come willing to the house of the Lord to go ahead and bow out and let him know I'm not in control but you are in control no other name is going to save us amen no other name I don't care what that name is it's not going to deliver us it's not going to set us free I don't care it can be Biden it can be Trump it can be Obama it can be Brady it can be James it don't matter what that name is I don't care who they are Beyonce ain't going to save you she's just going to lead you to the lake of fire Jay-Z ain't going to save you. They're just going to lead you down the wrong path. But I know who will save you at the name of Jesus. Whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on. I come on a Tuesday night to call on that name. And I believe that when I call on that name he will fill me with the Holy Ghost. Open up your mouth and he will fill it. You hear? He will fill it. He will save you. He will deliver you. Let us remain standing. Jesus only. Jesus only is going to take us through. Him alone. Got to look to him. Got to trust in him. Got to believe in him. Got to rely on him. You'll find out all throughout the scripture that name is glorified throughout the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it was concealed. It hadn't been revealed. And so they knew God as they had names like Yahweh, Adonai, Elohim, El Shaddai. You'll find out that those Jehovah's and as he would do things for them, for them and as he would provide and come through, they would add on to it. And so you get Jehovah Jireh when uh, the Lord provided a ram um, in the bush for Abraham. In the book of Ezekiel, you'll see that, that Jehovah Shammah is there, which means that the Lord is present. And so all throughout the Old Testament, they had all of these different Jehovah names for him. But in the New Testament, amen, that name has been revealed to us. That name is greater than any other name. That name that is applied to our lives when we are baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. That name that the blood is applied to our lives. That name that is greater. There is healing in that name as we can see. Amen. There is salvation in that name as we saw tonight. That he is the door. And if we go through the door, we shall be saved. That if we call on that name, we shall be saved. I don't know about anybody else, but I believe tonight, amen, that we understand the importance of the name of Jesus. We understand that it is only Jesus that we ought to look to in these dark days, these dark times. 
that most that Peter and those other two disciples had to hear from the from heaven that you ought to hear him and him only. That what he has to say to us is what is going to take us through and what is going to deliver us. I love Jesus tonight. I'm excited about Jesus tonight. Let's lift up our hands just for a couple of minutes and lift up our voices. And let's call on that name that is greater than any other name. If you have a need, if you have a request, make that known unto him tonight. He hears you. He sees you. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows what we're up against. He knows what we're facing. And he is our way maker. And he is our provider. He is our strong tower that we can run into in the time of trouble. Come on, let's call on that name just for a couple of minutes here. Lord, we love you tonight. We bless you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, dear Lord. You alone are worthy. You alone.